With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Finish the series we've been in on Wednesday, uh, prayer, praise, and worship. I finished that series first service, so if you were not here last service, I encourage you to get that. Amen. Lift your Bible up. Let's make our confession. Ready? Let's go. Hold on. I don't hear nobody. Let's try one more again. Let's go. Hallelujah. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. I need to make an announcement to you in this place today. Everything in your life is working for your good. I'm going to say it to you one more again. Everything in your life is working for your good. God is using the good, the bad, the ugly, and the real ugly, and he's putting all that together, and he's working something beautiful. Don't you go weary in well-doing, because do season. You didn't hear what I said. The Bible says in due season, you'll reap if you faint not. Fact that you're getting ready to reap is that some of you feel like fainting. If you didn't feel like fainting, that would mean you ain't getting ready to reap. But when you feel like, God, I don't know if I can do one more day. I don't know if I, God says, that's when you're getting ready to reap. Look at somebody say, you're about to reap. Tell them, don't you faint now. You've been through too much hell to faint now. You've been through too much issues to faint now. You've been through too many bad relationships to faint now. You've had too many bad days to faint now. You, you got to keep pushing. Look at somebody else say, keep pushing. Ephesians 5, verse 15. Watch this. See then that you walk circumspectly, or what does that mean? Carefully, not as fools, but as wise people, redeeming the time. Why? Because the days are evil. In other words, he's saying, make up for all of the time when you didn't know what you were doing. It's one thing to waste time and not know you're wasting time. It's another thing to know you're wasting time and continue to waste time. Watch this. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. One more verse, Genesis 13, Genesis 13. Genesis number 13. Y'all all right? Uh, we, we, finna, we finna plunder hell right now. 
Genesis 13, verse 8. Watch this. So Abram said to Lot, which is his nephew, please let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. But please understand, it is amazing that some of the biggest issues you will have are family issues. And one of the biggest places you'll waste time and not walk wisely are, y'all ain't going to talk to me. He says, family, don't do me like that. Verse 9, is not the whole land before you. Please separate from me. If you take the left, then I will go to the right. If you go to the right, then I will go to the left. Lot lifted his eyes and saw the plain of the Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt as you go towards Zoar. Watch this. Then Lot chose himself all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east. Watch this. And they separated. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go somewhere. Watch this. Verse 13, but the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him. No, you missed it. Let's look at the last time God spoke to to, to Abram. Go to Genesis 12 and just go to verse 1. Genesis 12, verse 1. Y'all here? Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house. And we've talked about this extensively. Uh, Uh, Abram's father's name was Terah. He was a wild goat. He was a wanderer. He was a loiterer. And the Lord says, get away from your bloodline and get away from your family and from your father's house. What does that mean? The spirit of your bloodline. To a land I'll show you. I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you. Make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. And in you, the family shall be blessed. There was one condition. You got to get away from yours though. God says, I'm going to do something brand new, Abram, but I want you to be the head. But you got to get away from the dysfunction of your bloodline. So the next time God speaks to Lot isn't until he separates. Let me say that again because I misspoke. The next time God spoke to Abram was not until he separated from Lot. (laughs) Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, I got one question. Why do families fail? Father, I decrease that you might increase. Father, prepare them for what I'm getting ready to give them. Open our eyes to see. Open our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. In Jesus' name, somebody shout amen. High five your neighbor on your way down and say, neighbor, why do families fail? Why, 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 why do families fail? You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Watch this. The definition of family, according to the dictionary, is a group of persons who form a household under one head. Please understand, a family is not a family if there are two heads. A family is not a family if there's a big head and a little head. A family is not a family if the man's trying to run it and the woman's trying to run it at the same time. That is not a family. A family has one head. Touch somebody say one head. Please understand this. A family is also a group of people who are generally not blood related, but share common attitudes, interests, or goals, and they sometimes frequently live together. It's amazing. You can be closer to folk outside of your house than folk that are inside of your house because if you're not headed the same direction, that does not mean you're family. Tell somebody, say he's going somewhere. 
Uh, so please understand, the question is, what is God doing in the earth? Please, he says in Abram, I will bless you. I will bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. And you, all the families of the earth, shall be blessed. So family must be important to God. But you need to first understand what God considers family. God is building kingdom. Say kingdom. But to have kingdom, you have to have first a what? Nation. To have a nation, you must first have tribes. To have tribes, you must have families. To have families, you must have a father. Tell somebody say he's going somewhere. Watch this. Watch this. Go to John 14, 21. John 14, 21. We need to understand what God considers family. Because we say things like this, blood is thicker than water. I ain't read that in the Bible. I ain't seen that nowhere in here. Wasn't it amazing that it was Lot that was causing the issues in Abraham's life? Did somebody say he, he's going somewhere? Well, I'll tell you, go. John 14, 21. Watch this. He who uh, has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father, and I will love him. And watch this. Manifest myself to him or reveal myself to, to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to the Lord, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not the world? Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he'll keep my word and my father will love him and will come to him and we will make our home with him. Let me be clear. God is not saying I only love you if you love me. What he's saying is if you really want to see me move in your life, you're going to have to do what I say. See, God loves you the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. God loves you when you're serving him. God loves you when you're not. God loves you when you're pimping. God loves you when you're in prison. God loves you when you're the plumber. God loves you when you're the pastor. God's love does not change. However, he says, if you want to see something great in your life, you're going to have to do what I say. And the only way I'm going to make you my home is if you do what I say. So the problem we get in a lot of families is we're trying to get God in the house, but God ain't in you. And so if God is not in you first, how is it you expect him to manifest in your family? Uh, Y'all ain't going to say nothing. You can't have God in your family if you don't have him in you first. God says, now please understand, we're getting an understanding of what God says his family. Romans 8, 14, you don't have to turn there, I'll read it to you. For as many are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. God says, I consider family those that do what I say. God says, that's my family. Tell somebody to say, that's his family. God does not just consider family those that you have blood in them. God says, I don't just consider your family those that have your blood in them. I consider family those that have my blood covering them. God says, your family just ain't folk that got your blood and got your nose and got big mama Nim's eyebrows and all that. God says, no, I consider your family to be those people that have my blood covering them. You can be related but not headed the same direction, which means by default you're not family. I ain't going to get nobody to say nothing. Abraham, we already read this. God says, get away from your natural family because I want to start a new family with you and the head. You as the head. His family member, Lot, caused him grief and God did not speak to him again until he separated from Lot. Are you still here? You can be blood related, but not technically family if you are not headed in the same direction. Are y'all still here? 
So let me just get to the meat of it right quick because y'all ain't shouting. Question is, Bishop, why do families fail? If God values the family and God says the family's important to Abraham, why is it then that families, even Christian families, fail? They go to church every week and they serve in the church every week. But why is it that they fail? He's a deacon and she served on the mother's board. Why is it that they fail? They know more scripture than the doggone Bible itself. And yet they still fail. What, what, what's up with that? Touch somebody and say, what's going on with that? I, I don't understand that. Go, 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 go to Matthew 12. Let me, let me show you. Because family is important to God. God considers family those that have his blood covering them. Those that follow him. Are you still here? But why is it that it was Lot that caused Abram all the trouble in his life? And even when we were in the series Prayer, Praise, and Worship, even when we were in that series, uh, the people of Mount Seir, Ammon, and, and the people of Moab, those were descendants of Lot. And those were the people that caused the children of Israel trouble. It was family. It wasn't the devil. It was mom and them. Does somebody say he's going somewhere? Watch this. Matthew 12, 43. Watch this. Watch this. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Watch this. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of the man is worse than the first, so as shall be with this wicked generation. While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brother stood outside seeking to speak with him. Then one said, see, Jesus is in the middle of a meeting. He's in the middle of service. And Mary and, and James, them, they come up and say, we, we, need to, we need to talk to Jesus. Don't want to go through the disciples. Don't want to go through the apostles. Don't want to follow the process and look at security like, what you doing? Jesus in the middle of a crusade. We need to talk to Jesus. Then one said, look, your mama and your brothers are standing outside seeking to talk to you. But he answered and said, to them who told him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand towards his disciples and says, here are my mothers, uh, my mother and my brothers. But whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother, my sister, my mother, my family. Stay with me. Go, 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 back, go back up to verse 44. Then he says, who? An unclean spirit. What is an unclean spirit? Demonic. Y'all still here? He, 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 he says, I will return to the place from which I came. And when I came, I find it empty, swept, and put in order. Which the inference is, the only place an unclean spirit can dwell is in a place that is out of order. 
Meaning the enemy can't just come up in your house and do stuff unless you open the door and say, come on in. He can't walk in your finances unless your finances are out of order. And so now you've given him away. He can't come into your kids' rooms unless you let them do whatever they want. And you're their friend and not their parent. And so things are out of order. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. Preach, Bishop. So now watch this. 43, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest, but he finds none. And he says, I'm going to return to the house which I came, but I find it empty and in order. And because it's in order, I got to go get Calvary. Say with me. Say, Bishop, why do families fail? They allow an entrance for something demonic. Stay with me. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary gives the etymology of the word demon. It comes from the Greek word daemon. From the verb dastai. You know what demon means? To divide. To distribute. Tell somebody, say, stay with him. So then, if a family allows division, they have allowed something demonic. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. This is too heavy for Sunday morning. Turn around three times. You're going to get a house in three days and all that. Demons look for a place. What is a demon? A divider. That's all it is. It ain't spooky. It ain't exorcist. It ain't all that turning heads and spitting out. No. A demon is anything that brings division. Are you still here? Demons, dividers, look for places to find rest. And if your house is order, out of order, you give demons a place to feel comfortable. Y'all ain't talking to me. Families fail because they live off of their emotions, not the word which causes division. I ain't gonna get nobody to say nothing. Watch this. Emotional living is the gateway for division. Go, go to Mark 5. Go to Mark 5. Says, yeah, I'm just going to teach it then. Mark, Mark, Mark 5, verse 1. I want you to see this. Emotional living. Bishop, what do you mean emotional living? You do what you feel, not what you're told. You do what you feel, not what you know. And the problem with feelings is they change every day. Monday, you're going to feel in love. Baby, by Wednesday, you're going to feel like, why in the world did I ever sign up for this? By Thursday, you're ready to have a baby. And by Friday, y'all ready to move out and split. Why? Because it's emotional. It's fleshy. It's feelings. And please understand, there's some days you can feel like a nut and some days you don't. Because I'm enjoying Mounds don't. Watch this, Mark 5, verse 1. Then they came to the other side of the sea, the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs, out of the dead places, out of the past. A man with an unclean spirit. With a what? Demon. A what? Divider. Are you still here? Who had his dwelling among the tombs. He lived in yesterday. He lived in dead dreams. 
He lived in, you know, I really was trying to do this. I wanted to do this. When I was five, I was going to do this. I used to have this vision. I used to have this dream. He's living in dead stuff. And because he's living in dead stuff, he opened a door for the demon to come in. And so now this man has got multiple personalities, which we try to medicate, and it's really something spiritual. And no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains. They're trying to treat it with natural stuff. Well, maybe if we just, maybe if we go out to dinner more, maybe if we talk more, maybe if we do this, maybe if we do this, you know, maybe things will work out. Maybe we just need to spend more time. Maybe we need to go see more movies. And you're trying to put shackles on something invisible. This is, this is, this, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to stop right here because I, I'm. And you want to deal with fruit, but you never deal with the root of the situation. And so you take all the apples off the tree, but you forgot to go to the root and cut the tree down. So you still get apples. Are y'all in here? He had often been bound with chains and shackles, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. They couldn't tame division. When they allowed it, they could no longer tame it. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs. Watch this. Here's the emotional part. Crying and cutting himself with stones. I don't believe this. Don't nobody love me? See, it seemed like all my life I had to fight. I'm just hurting. And God, you know, I, I, just, I don't know. He's emotional. He don't live by the word. He lives by how he feels when he gets up. And if he feels like loving folk, he'll love folk. If he don't feel like loving you, it's over. Don't talk to him. Don't say nothing. Don't make him no coffee. Don't make him no Kool-Aid. Don't make him nothing because he don't feel like it because he's emotional. Y'all ain't talking to me. Jesus, please shout online. Text me. Let me know you. Okay. When he saw Jesus, what was this? And, and, and not only that, but he tries to cut himself. So he's trying to commit suicide because he's so emotional, he gets depressed. And he gets depressed by being by himself. And so he doesn't like being by himself because he's depressed because he lives by his emotions. Yet he continues to perpetuate the cycle. And then he wonders why nobody wants to be bothered with him. Nobody wants to be bothered with somebody where you're sitting there trying to cut yourself the whole time. They didn't say hi to me. I'm never going back to that church. When Bishop was preaching and looked like he was looking at me, did you tell him something? You had to tell him something. I'm never going back. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm good. I'm good on time. I'm going to work this. Y'all ain't going to say anything. I will work this. Y'all going to miss your reservations. All right, watch this. I'm joking. I don't preach by emotions. Watch this. But when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God, don't torment me. The very presence of Jesus tormented him. 
And that is the reason why when some of you go around folks, your very presence torments them because they're emotional and they've got demons. They've got dividers in them. And so they don't want to come around you because they're going to realize something's wrong with them. That's why I'm not busy trying to learn a demon name. A demon need to know my name because I am a walking rebuke. When I walk into the room, things have to step into order. Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. Bishop, I know. I don't need to know Legion's name. Legion needs to know my name. For he said to him, come out of the man unclean spirit then he asked him what's your name he said my name well I says my singular name is legion for we plural are many you ever talk to somebody you weren't sure which one of them you were talking to because if you catch them before a certain time it's another person oh don't y'all look like that And you got to ask him, now, which one of you am I talking to? Is this the one of you that's saved, or is this the one that just got saved, so you still got a few issues? Is this the one of you that cuss folk out, or is this the one of you that, that's nice? My singular name is Legion, for we, poor, are many. And he begged him earnestly that he could not send him out of the country. Now, a large herd of swine feeding there near the mountains. So the demons begged him, saying, send us to the swine that we can enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. Watch this. About 2,000. It was 2,000 seeds of division in one man. Bishop, how did it get there? Because when he was a little child, no one ever taught him the way he should go. And so they let him act how he wanted to act and let him go off on who he wanted to go off on and let him be friends with whoever he wanted to be friends with. And so now by the time he grows up, he's got years of division in him. So he's still mad at mama because mama didn't take him to prom. He's still mad at so-and-so because they didn't do this. And all of that division, y'all ain't saying nothing. And all of that division is in him. So now he's a grown man with 2,000 people living in him. And his excuse is, I'm just emotional. Now you got 2,000 people in you. Because every time something traumatic happened to you, you open the door. Every time you broke up with somebody, you you talking about you're going to kill them and all this kind of crazy stuff, you open the door. Don't play with it. I don't know how I'm going to live. I'm going to know how I'm going to Are you crazy? Why in the world would you give somebody that much power over you to where you're ready to take your life because they don't want to be? Baby, if you don't like me, something ain't wrong with me. Something's wrong with you. And matter of fact, before you quit me, I'm going to quit you. I can't get folk in Denver to get with me. I, I can't get folk in Denver to get with me. 2,000 people living in one man. No wonder he couldn't have a family. Wonder he couldn't be married. Why? He still had his last four exes with him. 
I ain't judging. I'm just trying to get you free. Touch somebody and say, he's trying to get you free. I have no need to judge you. People in glass houses ought not throw stones. I'm not judging you. But if somebody don't tell you what the problem really is, you're never going to be able to get free. I can tell you all day long, think happy thoughts and do the right thing and take the high road. But ain't none of that going to work until you get some of them folk up out of you. That's why it's hard for some people to make decisions. Because one of 2,000 people is trying to make the decision. I don't know if I'm going to do this. I'm going to know if I do this. I'm going to know if I do this. I don't know if I do this. Well, what you going to do? Well, I don't know. Well, what you want to eat? Ooh. You can't make simple decisions. Because you got 2,000 voices in your head trying to get you to do something. It is quiet in this Presbyterian house of faith. Nothing against Presbyterians. Amen. We love everybody. Are you still here? I said, are you still here? So watch this. 2,000 divisions left him. And the herd went violently down the steep into the sea and drowned in the sea so that those who fed the, science, uh, fed the swine fled. And they told in the city and the country what had happened. Watch this. Verse 15, then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon-possessed had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind. And they got scared because he wasn't crazy no more. See, let me, let me help you, especially married couples and folk dating and all that. If you really want to scare the person you with, quit all that crazy stuff. Just be calm. Women, stop all that. Listen, you're going to stop all that. Had that food cooked when he come in that house. You're going to scare up out of him. Being polite, second service. Husband, stop all that ranting and raving. Just be calm. Everything okay, honey? Everything all right? It scared the people that he was sitting there acting normal because they were used to crazy. They were used to ranting and raving. See, if you can't control your emotions, that means you got some stuff living in you. I just get so emotional. What exactly is this going to do to get rid of your emotions? Please, somebody tell me that. I've been wanting to ask that question for a long time. What is this going to do? This ain't what the problem is. This is what the problem is. You need to shake this. Like a bobblehead. I just get so emotional. Are you still here? Emotional living is the gateway for the demonic. Again, don't let people get you all deep and it ain't, it ain't no little devil running around with no pitchfork and red and all that. That ain't the demonic. The demonic is when something comes and divides you. Watch this. The top six entrances. I'm going to give them to you in the list. I don't normally do that. For the demonic in families. You ready? Because we're talking about why do families fail? Families are important to God. But remember, you can't have God in your family until you first have him in you. God's not coming in your finances until he's first in you. Are you getting this? He's not coming to fix your business until he's first in you. Are you ready? 
Number one reason, the entrance for the demonic. This is an entrance. This is a gateway. This is a door. Number one, the husband is unsubmitted to God and a man of God. So he leads by experiment rather than on purpose. I'm going to say that one more again. Number one, when a husband is unsubmitted, submission is a posture of the heart, which means you can do something but not be submitted. Submitted means I do what I'm told, and I actually like doing what I'm told because I like being submitted. Submission, get under a mission. Are you still here? When a husband is not submitted to God and a man of God, Mr. Ware said that in Scripture, read your whole Bible. It is God's order that the husband be the head of the house, but he cannot be an effective husband, an effective father, an effective leader, unless he's first an effective son to somebody else. It is the order of God. There is no Elisha without an Elijah. There is no Timothy without a Paul. There is no Titus without a Paul. There is no Joshua without a Moses. That's God's order. So what happens, since they're not submitted, not, not just because they come to church, but really submitted. And I encourage men, that's the best and the safest place to be. A, your wife will easily submit to you when she sees you submit to the man of God. I'm going to say that again because I think I was talking in tongues when I said that. Husbands, your wife will easily, gladly submit to you when she sees you submitted to the man of God. She'll do whatever you ask her to do. Because she sees what you're asking her to do in you. She don't submit to me. You ain't got no mission. What you want to submit to? What, what, what you want to submit to? Submit under a mission. If you don't have a mission, what exactly is she supposed to submit to? You ain't laid out a budget. You ain't laid out a plan. Y'all just kind of live together and pay bills together. It's more of a roommate than it is a marriage. We're talking about why families fail. Tell somebody to say he's going somewhere. Men, submission is important to God. It's important to God. So when you're unsubmitted to God and to a man of God, you lead by experiment. It's like a laboratory. You look at some other man's family and say, I'm going to try it that way. Oh, that didn't work? Okay, let me try it the way I saw over here do it. And then you'll get together with other men whose families is a mess and try to ask them what to do. And his wife can't stand him, yet you ask him, how do you do this? Oh, that's all right, ladies. I'm coming to y'all. It's six reasons. I'm on one. <laughs> this only one. Go to Ephesians 5. Are y'all still here? I'm trying to, please understand, it is not God's will for families to fail. But when families open the door for the demonic, they always fail. Always. You can come to church and still have your family fail. Are you here? Ephesians 5, go to verse 23. The husband is the head of the wife. Hmm? 
Y'all was shouting, ladies, and screaming and hollering and running laps. Not the boyfriend. Not the boo. Not sugar daddy. Not Tyrone and Keith and Trevor and... The husband is the head of the wife. There is not two heads. And I'm going to get to that, my God. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, let the wives be to their own husbands in what? Everything. Husbands, here's the catch. Love your wives, though, as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify her or set her apart and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word that he might present her him, uh, to her to himself a glorious church not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing but she should be holy without blemish husbands ought to love their own wives as their own bodies he who loves his wife loves himself for no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it just as the Lord does the church watch this watch this God says husband when I give you one of my daughters I expect her back in better condition then I gave her to you. Why are you driving a nice car? Why your clothes new and she ain't got a new dress since 88? Come on, man. Come on. I ain't beating us down. I'm trying to build us up. But if you don't know what you're doing wrong, you ain't going to be able to fix it. Touch your neighbor and say, you're going to get the ladies and just done. Give me, give me 30 seconds. This is the importance of the program, the spiritual sonship program. We have men on the road to ish. It is important that men are submitted. It is God's order. Paul said to the Corinthian church, follow me as I follow Christ. You have 10,000 instructors, yet you don't have many fathers. Paul didn't say follow God. Paul said, you watch me follow God, and I'll tell you what he says. That's the divine order of God. Amos 3 says God does nothing in the earth except he first reveal it to his servant, the prophet. I got my own relationship. That's nice, but that ain't God's divine order if you don't have a man of God in that relationship too. But the second reason, let somebody say the second reason. A wife refuses to submit to her husband because she's waiting until he does right in her eyes. I only got one amen right here on this front row. I'm going to say it again so it can settle in the spirit. A wife refuses, not that she don't know what to submit to, she just refuses to submit to her husband because she's waiting until he does right in her eyes. See, Bishop, I would do right, but he ain't doing right. And you just said he got to be in order. So until he in order, I can't be in order. It's quiet in the church. 522, wives, submit to your husband. How? As you would to God. As to the Lord. That's the book. That is in black and white. 
That is not the bishop version of the Bible. For the husband's the head of the wife. Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body. See, a lot of women think, well, I don't want to do that because I disagree with the, that direction and I don't think he's right. You ain't responsible for that part of it. Notice God did not uh, judge Adam uh, until, or judge man until Adam got involved. Because Adam had the position. The woman had influence. Adam had position. Well, I told him that ain't going to work. Let God show him it ain't going to work. Well, no, he needs to listen to wisdom. If you got so much wisdom, follow the book. See, all the ladies ain't talking to me now. Y'all was shouting and screaming and hollering. Bible says Sarah called Abraham Lord. Bishop, I ain't calling no man. Been through too much. Calling some man Lord. Now, man, will y'all say something now? Some lady said, I'm praying about that. God's working on my heart about that. I'm seeking the Lord. Ain't nothing to seek. You ain't got to get a word from God. You ain't got to have a prayer meeting. You ain't got to fast. Verse 33, nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself. That's why if husbands don't love themselves, they will never be able to love their wives. That's why they got to be covered. Once again, watch this. And let the wife see or make sure that she respects her husband. Remember, we're talking about the entrance for the demonic. So here's what happens. No one interrupts the crazy cycle and the family spirals out of control because the husband and wife aren't a team, they're opponents. It's the Broncos and the Raiders. And they ain't working together. They're working to see who's right. What's the crazy cycle? She wants love, so she doesn't respect. He wants respect, so he doesn't love. And nobody interrupts it. Nobody says, I'm going to do the Bible. So that way, if this thing ends, then at least I can say I did everything I'm supposed to. I'm going to follow the Bible. Now, you, you got to worry about you, but I'm going to follow the Bible. It ain't my job to get you right. It's God's job to get you right. It is quiet in here. Go to 1 Peter 3. Let, 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 let me, let, now, ladies, I love you. Y'all know I love women. I, I, I love women. I believe in women and, and, and serving the Lord, and I build, believe in, I do more for women. I, you know, we do daddies, girls, and all that, and I love women. But let me just help married women understand something right quick. 1 Peter 3. All the husbands, if you're married, say amen. First <laughs> Peter 3. You ready? Verse 1. Let's read it together so you can't say I made it up. Ready? Read. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bishop, he ain't following the Bible. The Bible said, even if he ain't listening, even if he ain't doing right, 
Keep reading. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ladies, if your husband does not come to church, do not go home and throw me in his face. What Bishop said, what Bishop said, what Bishop said. What you will do is make him hate me and not even know me. You don't go to another man. You don't go to a lion and give him another lion and say, you better do with this lion. What you instead do is you, you, when you go home, you give him the best loving you can possibly give him. And he's going to say, what is that bishop teaching you down at that church to make you come home and do me like that? I got to go submit to that man, that man there, my God. What is that man? What do y'all do down there all day? Go, baby, go. Here's my check. Take an offering. Take an offering. Give him some money. Give him some money. What do he need? Bishop going on TV? Good, baby. Right. Take him this check. Take him this check. He'll start speaking in tongue at Super Ruben. Mr. Bishop. Whoa, 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 your boat, you know. Wives, you win them by your conduct, not by trying to tell them what to do. Because even though every man normally gets attracted to and in a relationship with a woman like his mama, he don't want his mama. That's incest. It is too quiet in this church. I'm going to give y'all one more point and then I'm done. Number three reason families fail. There is too much involvement from outside friends, family, and other well-meaning people. It's amazing because some of y'all are married to your mama. Not quiet. Genesis 2, go to Genesis 2. You don't need somebody's advice. You need what the word says. I say, if I was you, no, then I don't want to hear it because you're not. What does the Bible say? And that's what I'm going to follow. And people mean well. When they tell you, you know, if I was you, this is what I'd do. Only thing is you need to check their fruit out. So if you were me, huh? You own husband seven. If you was me, that's what you... Note to self, do not do anything. John 2.24, therefore, a ma- or excuse me, Genesis 2.24, therefore a man shall leave his mama and daddy and be one with his wife. He leave his mama, Nim. When it says he shall leave his father and mother, what does it mean? He'll leave his father or the absence of his father. I ain't got time to work that. He'll leave his mother or the absence of his mother. And be cleaved to his wife, verse 25, and they were both naked and they were not ashamed. What does that mean? They were transparent with one another and they weren't ashamed to be transparent with one another because they didn't have somebody in their ear telling them they shouldn't be transparent with one another. Man, you don't tell your wife how you feel. That's for punks. No, you're a punk if you don't tell your wife how you feel. Real men don't cry. You a lie. 
You better learn from Keith Sweat, man. You better learn how you better learn how to beg and how to whine. And who can do you like me? See, y'all supposed to be saved. How y'all know that? Y'all supposed to be saved. That's for y'all got saved. Husband, I'm telling you, you better learn how to be sensitive and all brute like a rock. You don't need to be gentle. You tell you don't like a bear. You, hey baby, how you doing? Be, be easy. That's what I said. Be easy. What you doing all that crying for? Don't make no sense. You're doing all that crying. Listen, ask her what she crying about. And then tell her now you need to quit before you be like that man in the garden. <laughs> we'll cry for two minutes, but after that, that's all right. Y'all want one more? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. Singers learn how to bed. Girl, you know I, 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 I love you. You can't sing, you better take a lesson. Put that CD on that stereo, turn that thing up when she get home from work. <laughs> Listen, that's what I say, don't play with it. This is too hard preaching for Denver. I, I realize Denver is not really ready for this kind of stuff. We just want people to tell us all this high pie in the sky stuff that don't work so we can feel spiritual. All right, go to Luke 12. Luke 12. Y'all want one more? Luke 12. And wives, same thing. If you know he been at home, uh, at, at work all day, don't, don't immediately when he come in the door, don't hit him with all that. Why you didn't do this? And why you didn't do this? Why? Don't no man want a man unless he want a man, man. Why you didn't do this? And why you didn't do this? And why you didn't do this? Just shut up. This quite, look at all the men, all the couples look at it. We're going to get this tape. we getting this tape. Chill out. You wouldn't want nobody doing that to you when you get from work. I know you ain't nobody's maid and you didn't come there to cook and all that, but listen, at least put some Pop-Tarts or something in this thing. You know, get a, get a lean cuisine or something. I mean, do something. Because see, see, you see them as your opponent, not as your teammate. Fourth reason, families don't believe the same about important things. Luke 12, verse 52. From now on, five in one house will be divided. Three against two and two against three. Father will be divided against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. What is Jesus saying? Jesus is saying, if you read that scripture in context, is that when a family doesn't believe the same about important things, that's an entrance for the demonic. So if they don't believe the same about, see, equally yoke ain't just about being saved. Equally yoke, yoke is a burden. It means, do we think the same way about how kids should be raised? Do we think the way about what principles are going to follow? Do we think the same way about keeping the house clean? Do we think the same way about keeping the cars clean? Do we think the same way? Because if we don't think the same way about that stuff, we're opening the door for the demons. 
A lot of fights families get in over stupid stuff. Well, who left this coffee cup on the table? And now y'all done had a blowout argument and ain't nobody talking to one another and all that. And then y'all come to church and shout and try to look spiritual and all that and go home and don't nobody still talking the car because somebody mad about the coffee cup. And you call that God. You got to believe the same about important things. So parents, that means you got to sit down and say, here's how we're going to raise the kids. And we don't involve them in the discussion. Here's how we're going to do it. Especially, I'm talking, I'm going to talk about this uh, next week about mixed family, or not the week following, mixed families. Because when you got mixed families where one parent isn't the natural parent of the other and all this, then you're getting all these debates and disputes about, well, no, don't do this. That's my kid. That's my kid. That's my kid. Well, both of y'all jokers said y'all was going to be together. So then both of y'all jokers need to come together and have a plan. Here's how we're going to do it. All right. Okay. I'm done. Two more is all of it. Watch this. You, you ready? I, I will give you this one. Y'all all right? I don't want to mess with y'all's brunch reservation. Well, watch this. See, y'all, <laughs> she said it can wait, and then you get out of church. I don't know why Bishop kept us on there. <laughs> See, that's why I go to 9 o'clock, because he got to be done by the buses. <laughs> Go to Proverbs 14.1. Let me, let me help you. Go to Proverbs 14.1. And please understand, if you will just do what I tell you to do, which is right out of the Bible, I promise you your family will work. But if you do the exact opposite of what I tell you to do, it is not going to work. And you're going to pray and fast and get spiritual counsel and everybody to pray with you and have prayer partners and call 877-55-BISHOP and folk to pray for you and all this, and nothing's going to happen. Let me, just, let me just save you some time and a toll-free call. If you refuse to do these things that I'm teaching, which is just the Bible, this is the Bible, then it's not going to work. Proverbs 14.1, are you there? Ready, read. Mm. Didn't say the devil. The wise woman does what? Foolish one does what? With her hands. Now, 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 stay with me. Number five reason that families fail. Everyone in the house is tearing down the house with their words. When it says with her hands, it does not literally mean with her hands. For the sake of time, I'm not going to go there, but you can write it down. Ecclesiastes 5 and 6. The Bible teaches us that the words that you speak out of your mouth are the works of your hands. So here's why families fail, because everybody in the house is running their mouth about what's going on in the house to everybody they can find. So the wife is talking about the husband. The husband's complaining about the wife to the kids. And so the kids uh, look, live and act like the ones that they see. I'm going to say it again. So the woman calls all her girlfriends to talk about how bad she, her husband, but you the one got excited about him. Took seven months to plan down a wedding. Spend all that money, had people pay all that money for them gifts. No, you're going to make it work. No, I'm getting my gift back. You better read the fine print on my card. The bishop reserves the right to Better read it. That's why you stay safe with cards. Watch this. Watch this. 
So the wife gets on the phone and talks to everybody about her husband. Then the husband goes to work to all his man friends and all this and talks about how bad his wife is and she don't listen and she don't do this. And so then the kids, they, they like the one, you know, they know the game. They know what's going on. So you know the one they like? They like the one that gives them the most freedom. So they'll play parent against parent to see who's going to give me the most freedom. Oh, you ain't taking me to the mall? <laughs> I don't like you today. They'll get over here with the other one. Then the other one ain't talking right. They'll come right back over here to this one. Why? Because there's disorder in the house and you've opened the door for the demonic. Are you here? Last reason and I'm through. The family doesn't pray together. So there's no way they can be one. Go to Mark 3. Mark 3. Did I help anybody? Mark 3. Mark 3. Verse 23. When you have it, say amen. Here it is. So he called them to himself, them to himself, and said to them in parables, How can the devil cast out the devil? It's quiet in here. See, everybody's trying to pray the devil out of one or another, and you the one brought the devil in the house. And so they say stuff like this to one another. You know, I'm gonna pray for you because you you just you got the devil in you. You heard that word today at that church. You just got the devil in you. As if that's gonna help the situation. What you just did now is made them real mad. And everybody trying to rebuke the devil out of one another, and you the one got it. You can't rebuke. See, because well, Bishop, how you know? Because he don't leave. If you rebuke the devil, he ought to leave. But he don't leave. Why? Because you brought him. And the Bible just said, how can the devil cast himself out? Saying you're going to get out of my house, but then you need to leave. You ought to take a break. You ought to go somewhere. If it's quiet in here, I, 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 okay, I'm going to go back to these little cute things next week. If a kingdom is divided against itself, a kingdom cannot stand. If a house or family is divided against itself, then that house or family cannot stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand but has an end. Watch this. As families, say family. If we don't pray together, worship together, listen to the word together, then you can never be one. And you will try to have peace and you will never have it. You'll try to have unity and you'll never have it. And then you'll get to the point to where you don't even want to go home because it's so stressful, because there's no peace and there's no joy. And all you got to do is step back and say, wait a minute. Wife, you believe the word? Yes. Husband, you believe the word? Yes. Do it. Well, I'm going to love her once she learned to respect me. See, then it ain't, she ain't never going to respect you. Well, I'm going to respect him when he learned how to love me the way I need to be loved. Because I'm a woman and I need to be loved. Women need love. Men are from Mars and women, from, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like that's in the scripture. I in the Bible. You from Earth. <laughs> that's where you from. That's country. That's Memphis vernacular. Earth. Earth. E-A-R-T-H. 
Everybody stand to your feet.